It's Friday, September 29th, 2017, and you're listening to episode 460 of Fear the Boot, a show about tabletop role-playing games and a little bit more. Running time for this episode is 25 minutes. Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. This is Brodor. Oh, I can't wait to see how Brodor misbehaves on this cut. Well, let me go ahead and try to down <laughs> tone the energy here before he does. So this is one of two episodes we're recording back to back, one of which actually came out full length. But was, You're welcome. This one is going to be quite a bit shorter than we usually do because we had some issues last week where stuff, depressing stuff, work yeah, stuff, crap stuff, work, sucked. work stuff threw off the recording. So I was going to do a makeup and then we got news that Carl's grandma, who was not doing well, passed away. And so there's a whole lot of family stuff and whatever that I'm trying to sort through. So this week's episode and next week, things are going to be a little bit off. Just bear with us. We are sorting through it all. All right, let's get to it. Brodor, there was something that you were saying about Skies of Glass. And this actually fits in pretty well with the fact that for some really weird reason, the past two days I have been on this binge of listening to Enigma, and I have no idea why. What's Enigma? Because you were thinking about sex in high school? No, Enigma is a new age band that's, you know, all very about transcendental, you know, kind of. Are they from the 90s? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's music that you listened to when you were a junior and senior in high school and had sex. Huh. Go on. <laughs> With the other topic, not the sex in high school. <laughs> we were talking before the recording of the previous episode, and I said to Chad while you were getting things prepped that one of the things that I really like about Skies of Glass is that there's no bullshit in terms of, let me back up. I made a flippant joke about how, you know the thing I don't like about Skies of Glass? There's no treasure and there's no level grinding. Like, I don't even know what feat I'm going to take next level. I don't even know when we're going to get enough XP to level up. And I was joking because the thing that I really like about it is that we play our characters, we get into character, we have great interaction with one another, we have great interaction with the NPCs, we further the narrative... And that in and of itself is reward as opposed to, well, we're murder hobos and we kicked Mm. in this dude's door and we murdered him while he was asleep, but he's evil. So it was okay for us to do. And we took all of his shit. Oh, and by the way, ding, it just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so So, over that kind of gaming. Yeah. I have mixed feelings on it. I mean, on the one hand, I like character progression I like the idea that I go out there, I do heroic things, I get rewarded for them. And part of them is my character becomes better as a person. And I don't mean that in the role-playing sense or the sense of... I feel you. Yeah, yeah. I, I become more powerful. I become more accomplished. I learn new things. You know, whatever. It's, it's a standard part of the role-playing arc and not just in tabletop games, but video games, whatever. And I like that. But on the other hand, there is a sort of liberation, sort of zen, to just being able to be in the now and to focus on who you are and what's going on and where you're at without trying to get to that next power plateau, without having to worry about, especially, I mean, some of these games, goodness gracious, like Mathfinder in particular, or I mean, you have to plan this stuff out and think about, well, this feat's going to 
allow this feat, which then plays off this and does this and this and this and this. And I mean, I'm not saying it's bad, but I am saying they're, they're, I don't always want that. You know what? That's fair. I shouldn't say over it, right? Let me talk out of the other side of my mouth, as I often do. Your butt? Yeah. For me, somewhere there's a happy medium. And I know that uh, there's there's a lot of hate against Savage Worlds and, and Shaken. But one of the things that I like about Savage Worlds is that there is a happy medium there where you do get some level of progress where you're advancing skills and getting new abilities. But it's not the purpose of the game. Meanwhile, Mathfinder, for example, often the purpose of the game is the next level. And so it's like I just scarf down lunch because I'm concerned about what I'm going to eat for dinner and I have to rush through lunch so I can get to dinner. I like I have to I have to grind through eighth level so I can get to ninth because at ninth level I have access to this spell. You know what really brought this into sharp contrast for me as gruesome as this is? is the whole thing that I'm dealing with right now of Carl's grandma passing. There's a lot of things going on with work. I'm not going to bore people here with the soap opera of my life. I mean, if you really want to know that stuff, friend me on Facebook. That's not what this show's about. But when we had or were supposed to have the D&D actual play last night, and I was turning over in my head, okay, I probably need the night off to sort some things out, to be available for Carla, to be available for Carla's family, to get some of my own self together and because of all these other issues, whatever. So do I want to sit the game out? And I knew that the party could work around my absence. There was nothing about to happen that was critical for my character to be there. And the one thing, well, two things hold me up. One was I was a little worried because I'm a man of inertia, and if I stop, Sometimes it's hard for me to ever get going again. That aside, the other thing that had me worried was John is very tight about if you show up, you get the XP. If you don't show up, you don't, which is fine. Because in online games in particular, people make a real habit of not prioritizing them. So it's his way of rewarding or gamifying participation. And so I don't have a problem with that. But I'm really close to hitting fourth level. (laughs) Like, just to like 100 or 200 XP away from hitting fourth level. You're, you're one cat kick away. From yeah, precisely. I am one temper tantrum <laughs> from fourth level. And so I was in that really one imploded guard skull. away. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so that actually figured into my mental math. This is like, do I want to miss this game and not hit fourth level? Yeah, I had to have this moment. And, and once again, nobody said this to me. John didn't say this to me. So I, I'm just telling you, this is what was going on in my head in a vacuum by myself. But I'm sitting there thinking that, like, what if John doesn't give me any XP and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> get and to myself, get some perspective, yeah. son. You're who cares? Right. <laughs> and it's numbers going up. Yeah. And and I had to back off from that. Now I admit that's not the fault of D D. No. That is my issue. But there is something liberating about knowing that doesn't even factor into your decisions that you're there because the story, the characters, all those things alone brought you there. Not because you were afraid you were going to miss out on a couple hundred XP and magic boots dropping. Gentlemen, welcome to my world. (laughs) I, I have consistently and constantly been saying this since we started the podcast. And I mentioned this to Brodor when he broached this topic earlier. When we first started, I caught on Holy Helper. Not from anyone on the mics, but there was a lot of our fan base that really got offended 
at the concept of someone saying progression doesn't matter. To me, the progression is my character and seeing where my character goes and seeing where the story goes. Like if we play D and D and we go from one to 20, I don't care if I get a level. I really don't. Well, that was one thing that to cut a middle road was somewhat liberating in the D and D game that we played, Chad, that you were in. Mm. Was it was run off of E six? Sharon was not familiar with that. Basically, what happens is you cap out at six level, and then you get these minor perks and bonuses thereafter. Is that what you guys decide to do? Sure, because I that was vaguely what we were doing. Care, but, but the point being, <laughs> you guys run the rules. But so. but the point being that I had some room in there to progress to make some choices. Mm-hmm. But that really wasn't what drove my motivations as a player. You had an excellent character, and the character had room to develop and grow within a very wide frame of this world that we had all built. Now, when you take that expansiveness of that, thinking of that as progression, and when I hold up next to it, well... I really kind of want to take a riding horseback feat, but I've been putting a lot of points into my bow. Who gives a shit? I mean, that's like peanuts. It, it, compared to the expansiveness of a shared, created world where your character fits into it and it just grows and grows within that world and interconnects with the other characters around you, the other players who are doing the same thing, you want a bow? I'll give you a bow. You want a plus one to hit with it? I'll give you plus five to hit with it. I don't care. It's the characters that matter, not the numbers that are going up or down or sideways. Who gives a shit about that? Well, and I think something... I'm angry! <laughs> I, I think something, Chad, that's helped your case over the years mm-hmm. is the fact that role play... My inassailable correctness... <laughs> maybe because reality's adjusted to you because i mean it's not like the concept of character progression has disappeared from role playing games absolutely not. obviously nor it should it nor should it right yeah. I, I once again i have no beef with it i no, don't i no. like it i don't dis- and i don't think it should be banned or not used i don't think it's a bad thing i think people obsess about yeah, it too much it uh, becomes well it becomes that becomes the game right the game right. is about my my numbers yeah. and my loot mm-hmm. and my stacking of abilities not about the relationship that I have with the other PCs or NPCs yeah. or well, especially when you want to mm-hmm. take something that doesn't fit the character at all. It doesn't yeah. fit how the character behaves. Doesn't fit the character's actions. In our current dwarf game, my character, dwarf fighter, started out level one. Whole story is they live in a dwarf hold in a mountain. Like most of them, don't even go outside. I don't think my character has ever actually been outside. According to the rules on my character sheet, I could not not take this, right? My character knows how to ride a horse and is really, really good at riding a horse. In the story, we've probably never even seen a horse, you know, or maybe it's come in with traitors and then out again. And he's a dwarf. Why would he ever get on a horse? Right. But according to the rules, I know how to ride a horse. And as I level... I'll get better at riding a horse. Well, and I wanted, even though I never right, have and word. I wanted to go to the flip side yeah. of that of sometimes you have to take something that doesn't fit your character because mm-hmm. of the fact that it is more optimal. Yeah, that it's it's the best way to go, and that's where I really start to develop a beef with this. I don't want it to be the center of the game. I don't want it to be a primary motivation for me as a player. 
And I don't want it to be something that guides how I develop the character. I mean, if I hate it when the games define the characters, not the players. Dungeons and Dragons is a perfect example of this because you have all your feats and stuff. Well, you can pick the feats and kind of take what you want. But then there's like these prestige classes and stuff, but there's like five of them. And so like the game is to work towards these prestige classes. So everybody is like, what, a, a death knight, a sword dancer, a spell slinger. I don't even know. Right. And it's like, actually, I think all those are real. <laughs> <laughs> and Moander. And okay. That one is not a so, class. You, well, damn it. It should be. But it, it just, I mean, that, that's kind of an extreme example. But it's this thing where the game is defining you. The game of Dungeons & Dragons defines you as a murder hobo, and you have to change the trappings, the definitions of things around it to get what you want. Shadowrun is an example of this. Although it's not Shadowrun's fault, Shadowrun does not have character classes. You know, they have the, the archetypes, and the archetypes are explicitly suggestions. And in fact, they're just supposed to be inspiration of... These are the kinds of people that populate the world. And here's their stats, and here's what they would be if they're a character. Now make your own. Well, what do people do? They play riggers. They play street samurais. They play shamans. They play the archetypes in there. So people are, like, limiting themselves. Now, of course, there's people listening to this. Oh, no, I played a magic shop bookkeeper. I was an accountant. I was a... Yeah, which is great, but... You are the exception. You, yeah, you are, and I'm sorry. Uh, well, actually, I'm not sorry. That's great. High five. You're the exception. If, well, and if you're enjoying, and once again, no bad, wrong, fun, but... <laughs> it Brodor's is giving, it the, is something, yeah, there's bad, wrong, fun face. <laughs> it, it is something I've gone back and forth yeah. with in, in a lot of the games that I've designed, including Skies of Glass, mm-hmm. is do I want character progression, and if so, in right. what form? And I have generally, just as a matter of personal taste, chosen to either not have character progression or if there is the character progression is much more a matter of small increments mm-hmm. it's not like D where you get a level and things radically change right. for you or could radically change especially if it's one of the big milestone levels yeah. like fifth level you know at least yeah. in most well, like like my again my fighter in the course of two minutes i leveled i could hit a guy once per time increment Two minutes later, I can hit him twice per time increment. Not only that, you can hit a guy twice, and then you can action surge and hit him twice again. I know, right? Like a beast. Yep. And <laughs> I, I, I tend to go much more incrementally. Of yeah. Let's say you have a total 100 <clears throat> stat points across your attribute skills, whatever. I'm not going to give you a level where you get 10 or 20 more points. Mm-hmm. It's more like every so often you're going to get one point, two points, three points. You know, it's maybe if you do something really big, somewhere at some big milestone, you get five points. In but, Zog? No, not in Sky. I just mean oh. in general. This I was going to say, I didn't even know we could level I did No, I really haven't even dealt with that at all in Skies of Glass. I, I only envisioned that our characters somehow get more injured and worse as time progresses. No, well, okay, yes and no. <laughs> there, There is a mechanic where once you guys actually complete an arc for the group, not mm. okay, so once you guys actually make it down to Tempers Militia, complete a sale, and finish a merchanting transaction with okay. the caveat that all the original crew members survive and don't get thrown off. Correct. The that gets cashed out <laughs> to some things that you can choose to allocate both in the game and in the metagame. 
And that could go into character repair or character mm-hmm. progression, or it could go into things like we improve the boat. We Can I make my character more smarmy? Uh, I don't think you need any help from me to do that. I just want one point of smarts for Joe. Mm. Just one point of smarts, and then it's a whole new game for him. Why one point? Because, I don't know, in my mind there is this What's lawn- your smarts currently? Five. Okay. So just slightly below average. There's like a lawnmower man moment in my mind, like where that one point when it goes from below average to average, there will be an epiphany yeah. where he'll just realize, oh, that's what's been going on on my boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> she shouldn't have taught me to read. I was going to say, and that's that. And, and that's the cool thing is that you can tie that with reading. Right. Anyway, you need to get back to your reading lessons, though. She only taught you a little bit. I know, but that's one of the things that has been challenging because there's so much going on that there are elements of character development that we haven't had the opportunity to touch on. Mm-hmm. But that goes back to the salient point of the episode. That's the kind of advancement that I want for my character. I mean, even when we, we looted the Ists, I wasn't looking for, hey, do they have a, a plus two flame tongue? No, I was like, <laughs> do they have any salvageable armor or weapons or food that we could take? If it, if we can't use it for shelter, eating, or defending ourselves, it has no value. Let's move on to the next thing. Or clues to plot motivation. Or clues to plot we motivation. Throw, we Eric. throw that in the river. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, stab, we stab plot in the throat. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh, Eric. Uh, Any any which way. Yeah, so those are the things that that's what I am interested in doing in this game is Joe learning to read and becoming more aware of sort of the the, the manipulations of the outside world. What's really terrifying at the metagame level about his casual he didn't make it moment for a living. He works in medical care. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, not his character. Yeah. Yeah. Eric. Eric. Yeah. Works. He's a nurse. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> which is great because actually that was really cool because he, he had to set that guy's bone in the game and he described the exact proper way to set, set. the compound fracture. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about in the subsequent game yeah, yeah. Right, where he where he saved Cyrus yeah, from bleeding to death, right? Yeah, yeah no, it was pretty cool because I had no idea in or out of character what the hell he was talking about. Yeah. You know? He didn't make it. He just didn't <laughs> make it. Oh my goodness you know, gracious! I, my favorite story on progression that that I think I've told it a couple of times on the show. It it sums up my view of it. Is it, it, and it's my reaction to this. So I, it, it's a video game played Left for Dead two, and won't bore you with the video game stuff, especially after we just did video games in the last episode. Next episode that was a history lesson. <laughs> yes, Left for Dead two is you. Shoot zombies in the person of the first. That's it. Run around and shoot zombies. Zombie apocalypse, you shoot them. All right. There's no progression. There's no building up to get better weapons. There is, they're chasing you. You're running. You're, you're at point A. You're trying to get to point B before the zombies get you. And you shoot them. And sometimes in the level, you can find bigger or a different gun. But it doesn't matter because even the crap guns are really good. There's the big range. Shoot zombie. So... We were playing, uh, me and this guy named Chuck, who a friend of mine in Chicago, we play a lot of video games together. Chuck and I were playing this game, playing game Left 4 Dead, and we, were, we opened it up to the public. So you can have a four-person team. And this guy got in, 
And then he's like, hey, do you guys mind if I get my friend in here? And we're like, bring him on, man. Sure. Got his friend in. And apparently he had spent some time like cajoling and trying to convince him to play this game that he really loved. This Left 4 Dead 2. He really loved this game. He wanted to play it with his friend. His friend was like a WoW player or, or something like that. A, role, a, a video role-playing game. Lots of levels and, and grind and, and stuff. And we played a map, maybe two maps, and you know it was okay. We were having a good time. We were winning and stuff. We were joking around like we usually do. And his friend asked him, "Well, how do you like the game? Isn't this a great game? Aren't you having fun?" And he's like, "No, this game is stupid." He's like, "Well, well, why?" And we kind of got quiet. And he's like, "If there is no progression, there is no point." And that really struck me. I, I really remember that because that was a long time ago, and the untruth of that statement is like left for dead 2 if you're into that kind of game is a very fun game the mechanics are very fun it's very rip roaring there's some comedy in it it's a great co-op game there's a pvp element to it and it's very simple and based and it's fun right and the guy wasn't saying the game was inherently bad he was saying if there was no progress, there's no point. There's no leaderboards. You don't improve your characters. You don't improve stats. There's no stats to improve. You just play. You just play for the enjoyment of playing. Except he can't do that. He is unable to play a game for the enjoyment of playing a game or enjoyment of playing with a friend. If there is no progression, there is no point. He is so wrong about that he is objectively wrong and he is having bad wrong fun i agree with you on that one if you cannot even just enjoy the moment of socialization mm -hmm. i mean i've often described some of these games we play like left for dead payday the games are fun if they're, like, they, if they they're were, like chat rooms where you get to shoot stuff. Bingo. It's dominoes. This yeah. is what we do with our hands while we talk. Mm -hmm. This is what we do while we're just jacking around and socializing. And, okay, in payday, there is progression. Yeah. Which um, I enjoy the hell out of. Yeah, and I, I personally hardly care as long as, right. <laughs> as long as my character basically functions through the level. I don't really care all that much. I've actually and... suspended the progression on my character. I don't progress them anymore. I just play to play. Yeah. I, I just don't want to deal with it anymore. And I, I yeah, I, I get that. And I, I think to look at a game and say, look, if I'm not progressing, it is impossible for there to be anything else that fills that void. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. I really yeah. don't. I mean, stack chairs and see how high you can get them. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's what you're doing. It's, but it's just, it's so Pavlovian. It's just so, you know, it. you do the thing, you hear the ding, a number goes up, yeah. you get that little and, rush in and, your brain, and you just try and do that. Well, and as even many if you, you are can. playing a game, whether it's tabletop or video game, that has the progression, and mm -hmm. you like the progression, you like going somewhere, 100% fine. But my request, yeah. my, my advice for you, my hope for you, is to still find something that's worth holding on to, that's worth being a part of between those moments, something that is good to fill those spaces. Because if that's all the game becomes about, I think you are missing mm -hmm. so much. You might as well just sit down with a character tool and just start a character at one, work them to 20, and not even play the game. Right. I mean, so I that's I guess that's what we'll close out on. I just want to get this episode short. 
because I got a lot of stuff to deal with. But anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great week and great games. And we will catch you next week for actually an episode that's already recorded. Yep. So if there is no progression, there is a point. This has been a production of Fear the Boot, copyright 2017. Listeners are free to use this episode in any non-commercial endeavor so long as credit is provided to feartheboot.com. You can find previous episodes and other resources at feartheboot.com. Fear the Boot is also a member of the RPG Academy network of shows. You can find other great shows in this network at therpgacademy.com slash network.